time for Town Talk, our monthly review of accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham, brought to you on the first Tuesday of every month by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street, Willimantic. Prime Materials Recovery assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize the resources through scrap recovery. As we say good morning, happy September to Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers. And let me look out the window and see if that inspires a question, Jim. Does Wyndham have any issues with the heavy rain you want to tell us about? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Good morning, Wayne. Thanks for having me again. Uh, not that I'm aware of. You know, this rain has been, I'll say, slower and steadier, at least uh, most times, and it, it doesn't give us that rush of water uh, that we can get from, us. say, a thunderstorm, which can really create a lot of havoc. Uh, so, so far, so good. I haven't heard of any major problems. That's good, because there have been some places in New England that have had big troubles, including the Providence area and up in northeastern Massachusetts as well. Ripped from today's headlines, John Tewitt's been talking about your address that's coming up this evening regarding, among other things, economic development and also what's going on with the ARPA money, the American Rescue Plan Act money. So tell me where that stands right now. Yes, yeah, so as uh, just to review, we uh, received a little over $7 million, our share, the town of Wyndham's share of the uh, American Rescue uh, Act uh, money. That's to help us get back on track and also help prevent uh, more problems coming from, say, that uh, another version of the virus. Um, we have been working really hard behind the scenes as uh, a couple of years ago now. Uh, we put in motion, uh, you know, a plan to use that, those funds once we realized we were getting them. The council approved them. Uh, we went to town meeting and approved the plan. Um, so, so some of those things are really uh, kicking up. We just gave away or awarded a million dollars of the money to small businesses, and it was about 60 businesses who received no more than 20000 each. Um, it just so happened to be about that many that applied, so whatever criteria we put forward was was the right way to, to make sure we got the money out to everybody, uh, not less, not more. Uh, but Jim Bellano and Yuki in the Economic Development Department have been working with volunteers uh, uh, that uh, have been help, helping them select the people through the process. And we had a little award ceremony the other night, Thursday. It went really well. A number of those businesses were there. They were very grateful. But, again, the focus was on small businesses that did not receive any money from prior COVID assistance, usually the bigger businesses were able to, to get help there. They had employees that they lost for a time, and they were able to get help. We wanted to focus on the smaller businesses that maybe weren't eligible for those funds or didn't have the means to apply for that, and that's what we did. So a million dollars went out the door the last few weeks uh, for those folks. We also have the recreation parks. We're spending a lot of the money on uh, upgrading our parks. In particular, we've... Uh, closed the bid on a and selected a vendor for expanding the skate park at Lauder Park. That project should be should be going fairly soon. Uh, and again, we're starting to really ramp up some of the uh, the bidding for all these other uh, things that were in the plan. And we touched on the economic development part there, but uh, there's more tonight, I guess, with Jim Bellano talking about things to do to promote Wyndham and Willimantic. Uh, we put money in there also, uh, and we have a... Uh, a firm, a public relations firm, that is helping us push out uh, the events and activities uh, that are for, primarily around downtown and around the stage. We have money set aside in our budget already for the whole town to, to brand and, and promote the town. But this money was concentrated on all the activities happening 
in the in the downtown area and around the state. So they're pushing out all the events that we're have that we have there, and it's just been working out very good. They're professionals. I think the contract with them is around fifty thousand dollars a year, uh, and they're really helping us push the message up. But that was also part of the ARPA money, again, to try to create an environment. The more we can get going on the stage and on the Shabu, the Shabu stage in the Jilson property. Uh, we've been having events ourselves at the town using some of the ARPA money as well to help fund. Like the Latin Festival we had uh, last month, or I guess it's two months now, uh, we had uh, set up an environment where all those vendors there, they didn't have to pay anything to be there. We took care of the tents. We took care of the, the porta johns We took care of all the infrastructure so they could come there and sell. And that's what we wanted to do with some of the ARPA money, and that was very successful, of course. And we're going to continue to do more of that with the ARPA money. Speaking of Latin festivals, another one coming up later on this month? Uh, that's correct. Uh, that one is not one that the town of Wyndham is operating. Of course, we're going we're gonna to be there to promote the, uh, the event for them because we promote all events on the stage and, and on the, uh, the Jilson property. But that one's run by a private uh, individual, private promoter, and, uh, again, we're not uh, using any ARPA money except for the, uh, the, the, the port johns We've paid for all the port johns for all activities. Uh, this summer to help all all people succeed. Uh, but again, it should be very similar to the Latin Festival that we had in July. A lot of good food, a lot of good music. It's free admission. Please come down. I think it'll be very similar to the other event. And uh, we we want to see as many people there as possible. We did have, as you know, thousands of people, three or 4,000, we, we uh, think, at that uh, event in July. And then you've got another event coming up the following day, Sunday, September 25th. Yes, that one is one we've been working on for years to partner with Eastern, trying different things on the stage. We're trying to, to develop, uh, get promoters to want to come here and run this thing for us. We don't want to keep having to manage and run the stage. We have other things to do. So we have to develop uh, enough bodies and, price, and, and pricing that drives a, a revenue value that attracts promoters. They don't want to come down here and not make money, right? So they want to see ticket price. They want to see number of people on the field. So we're trying to develop that. So with Eastern, they have an event every year for the students. We asked them and invited them to come to the stage and partner with us with a bigger name artist. And we'll pay for some of the things. You'll pay for some of the things. And we'll get more people on the field, Eastern students, and then other people, general admission folks. So that's what we've got. Eastern students are going to come down. They're working through uh, the school to get their tickets, and then we're also selling general admission t- tickets for Young Gravy. Now, who's Young Gravy? He is a upcoming, I'll call him upcoming hip hop artist. Go Google him, look him up. Very popular right now. I think he just performed uh, at the Music Awards uh, 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 performance or whatever. He performed at the uh, uh, Video Music Awards, VMS. And he is very popular right now. The tickets are $25. This isn't free. We have infrastructure that we have to pay for. And the tickets for general admission are $25. You can go on our economic development site or go to the Eastern site, and I think you can find a link to get to the tickets to purchase tickets. But, again, very popular artists. We're trying some different music. And we should be able to fill the field over there on uh, September 25th. That's the goal. By the way, Jim, if you send him a birthday card, his real name is Matthew Raymond Howry, H-A-U-R-I. Then the following weekend, the Downtown Country Fair. That's a big deal on October 1. 
Yeah, absolutely. The you know it that's an event that has gotten really big in recent years. A little little interception by COVID, of course, threw us off the last few years. But when they had it on the uh, stage in the uh, on the Jilson property, once we had the stage up a few years ago, I think they said that they were like fifty percent or double the attendance that they had from the prior year. So they basically fill the field with all these different vendors. They have a lot of local music there. Uh, again, another free event. Really feels good. I've been there myself, and uh, it's a it's a great event. If you can come out for that event, uh, that that's a good one. Got a listener question, Jim, about the status of Wyndham High and the update of completion for renovations. As she says, some of the neighbors in the surrounding area are getting sick and tired of all the noise and the construction crews working early on Saturday mornings, as early as seven o'clock in the morning. She thought the work was only going to be done Monday to Friday. Thoughts about that timetable and about your recent visit to the new renovations of Wyndham High School. Yeah, Wayne, we uh, uh, got a tour. I got a tour, and a few of the other administrators did of uh, the progress right before school opened about a week ago. And uh, it was uh, it was impressive to see that the they have uh, areas that are completed that are going to be occupied by students this school year. So uh, it looks completely different. It's brighter. It obviously it's new, but it's just the classrooms look, look more modern, the way they're laid out, um, the colors, of course. Uh, but it's, it's coming along. It is going to be, you know, a couple more years. It's a little slower process because they have to work around uh, the students uh, through the year. In the summer, they can make more progress because the students aren't there. But things are really moving along. The field in the back, maybe that's where some of the noise has been coming from when they're working outdoors. Uh, on the field, but that's about to get finished. The track is laid down, the asphalt is down, and they're they're about to put the turf down if they didn't do it already. So uh, again, uh, patience. They're getting there. I think most of the outside work towards the back there. That that field is 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 just about done. But there's going to be some more noise. They do have rules on on starting up some bigger equipment earlier. I've checked already at other times when people have made some some inquiries to me, and I pass them on to the building. Uh, chairman of the building committee uh, and the superintendent. So I can do that again, uh, but they, they shouldn't be working too early in the morning. Yeah, there are some rules. Another question from a listener says, can you ask Mr. Rivers when he thinks the doors at the old senior center will be replaced or repaired? The veteran center can't move in until that happens. Uh, yep. The doors haven't been working good for some time and they're really not functioning now and it's not really safe to open that up to the public until we get those double doors in the front, which is one of the major exits or something happened and they never mind, you can't get in and out. Um, we do have public works looking at it and they may be able to repair it. We are not sure what the solution is yet. We may have to replace the doors. We have to replace the doors. It could be quite a while as you know, parts and things are hard to come by. Supply chains are still off kilter. So I'm not sure. I don't have a good answer for when they'll be repaired, but I can, I can tell you that uh, Public Works, uh, they also help take care of our facilities and buildings. They're, they're looking at it, and I don't have the exact answer yet, but we are working on it, and we're trying as fast as we can to get those doors fixed because we, we understand the, the ramifications of not having them fixed. All right, watch this for a softball question, and watch how Jim reacts. Hey, Jim, you know what this town needs? Another dollar store. <laughs> you know, uh I get a lot of criticism on the dollar stores. Uh, you know, I don't, town managers do not control everything, first of all. That's, that's, that's the first thing, and I'll get into that in a second. 
Uh, I don't love dollar stores. I don't have stock in dollar stores. I don't shop at dollar stores. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to go fight dollar stores. Uh, we have, uh, I think this is going to be our fifth dollar store over there in the, on the VFW property. Willington has a dollar store now, Eastford, Ashford. Dollar stores are not just dropping. I think people get insulted when they see these dollar stores, like, why do we have them in Wyndham and Willimantic? We, they, they're everywhere now. That's just the way people shop everywhere. So someone had wrote a, an article in the, in the uh, you know, you can't believe everything you see in an editorial or, a, or Facebook, by the way. I know some people still think that these are truths that are put out there by truth tellers. Um, someone wrote an article. It was, it was quite damning of me that somehow I'm pulling all the strings with the dollar store over there uh, on the VFW property. That property was not owned by the town. It was owned by the VFW. They're the ones that sold the property. They're the ones that employed the realtor who sold it to a developer, which wasn't even the dollar store. Um, the town had to approve at some point. There's a reversion clause in the old deed that said if the VFW ever abandoned the property, that it would go back to the town. So the town had to release that. That was done at at least two council meetings discussed by the council and also at a town meeting on the lawn of the VFW either earlier this year or last year. So this was all done in the open. It's not the town manager doing things, whatever he wants. Um, you, there's a process we have to follow. There's also a process for zoning. We have planning and zoning regulations. Those regulations are in place to allow a retailer there. It doesn't say cannot have a dollar store. You cannot have regulations that pick on a particular uh, brand or, or, or your retailer. So you can have a CVS, but you can't have a dollar store. Those stores are very similar. If you walk inside, they kind of sell the same thing. So, um, again, if you want to change these things, if you don't like what's going on, come up with ideas, prudent and feasible ideas, bring them to planning and zoning, bring them to the town council. But this money that that property was sold uh, for, I think, over $500,000 is going to the VFW because they owned it, and they're going to use the, going to use the money to help make improvements to their, to their building. So this is a win-win. The dollar still will provide jobs. It will provide taxes. That property wasn't being taxed before, and obviously it wasn't creating any jobs sitting there vacant. So, again, I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm not against it. But this is, this is how you run a town. There are rules. You follow the rules. You don't change the rules at the last minute because you don't like something or somebody. Yeah, and I, and I think to follow up on what you just said, that, okay, if you don't like the dollar store, don't go to the dollar store. But I think one of the key things is there is a positive to it, and that's that now this property goes on the tax rolls and the town actually gets some benefit from that. Yeah, you know, you know, we're, we're obviously generically trying to create more opportunities for jobs, for tax dollars, and we've been successful. We're starting to see the results of that. Uh, I, you know, also known as your tax bill this year, we reduced taxes in part because of uh, of some of this uh, new revenue that we're getting from new property and expansion of, of businesses in town. Obviously, generically, we're trying to expand the tax base, um, but we don't go around, you know, saying we like this, we don't like that. I mean, we obviously some of us have our favorite stores and our favorite, you know, chain restaurants or whatever. But we we don't go out there and say, okay, you're not coming, you're coming. Uh, they have to follow the regulations. So the regulations are put in place, and it depends where you are in town, what you're allowed to have or not allowed to have. I will say that all the hearings at planning and zoning, all the meetings that we had with the town council, and I think between those two entities, five or six meetings where the public could have weighed in over a period of years, I don't think there was hardly a comment. So, again, I'm not blaming everybody. I mean, they like to blame me for everything, but you got to come out and speak. Right? If you don't want uh, dollar stores or don't want retail 
in the middle of town. I don't know how you, you go against that, but um, you got to express yourself in advance. You can't, you know, you can't say something after it happens. And again, I'm not pulling these strings behind the curtain or something. It doesn't work that way. That's not how our government is structured. But again, we're going to continue to push and look for opportunities to create more businesses in town. But you know, it's it's hard to have. You know, everybody wants these smaller businesses, these little boutique businesses, little little restaurants, organic restaurants from people in town. Those are great, and I love to go to them in town. But you got to have a lot of money today to do anything, and unfortunately. These chain stores and restaurants, they have the money. They have the backing to get these things up and running and and have the staying power. Sometimes businesses don't make money for years, but they can come in and sustain those businesses while they're establishing themselves. Where small business, it's hard to come by money. And, you know, the utilities, the acquisition, the build-out, the staffing, the inventory, it's hard to run a small business. And that's why you're seeing small businesses disappear. But, hey, if we can latch on to a small business and local business and get them into a spot where it's an empty spot or an empty lot, we're going to do that, and we're going to help them every way we can. It's obviously a hot-button issue locally. I've seen it a lot on social media, too. Another listener says it's already a dangerous intersection there. Where is the entrance to that store going to be? And then a follow-up to that, she says, are they demolishing the old Friendly's location, and the entrance would be from the stop-and-shop parking lot? Uh, No and no. So the entrance, uh, my understanding is my recollection of looking at the maps, the entrance is across from the CVS uh, store, so it's not, it's not on, uh, I guess it would be West, it's right at the end, end of uh, West Main, but um, it's not on the main street there. It's going to be on the side street. Um, that's the entrance uh, for that reason, because it's very congested. The light is right there. And no, they have nothing to do with the Friendly's property. There will not be a teardown of the Friendly's property. There are, again, there was an investor that, that purchased that, I think, last year for about $500,000, and they are seeking a, uh, a tenant for that property. Another economic development topic this morning, and I have seen the Murray Building across the street from here getting more and more action. Stuff's going on there. And you had a visit from the lieutenant governor at the Murray Building for state grants to fix. Do tell. Yeah, you know, about a week ago, the lieutenant governor came and uh, you know, kind of kicked off the project. It's not exactly a ribbon cutting yet, but... Uh, or, or groundbreaking, but uh, there's work that has begun there, the remediation of any hazardous materials. And the governor, lieutenant governor came out with other officials from the Connecticut Housing Authority. Uh, they came out to celebrate that they had funded the project uh, with state money. Uh, partially, it's a, it's a bunch of different pieces that got put together. That's one of the reasons it took so many years. Uh, but again, the, the local folks uh, that, that helped make this thing happen, uh, yeah, I think this project's been on the, in the works for about 15, 14 or 15 years. Uh, again, uh, Attorney Barbara McGrath was was, was leading this uh, uh, charge with a bunch of other volunteers. Uh, Jeff Beadle and, and others were there uh, to talk about uh, the success of finally getting this off the ground. And uh, the lieutenant governor came out to, uh, to, to share that uh, celebration with us. So things going on there, and then across the street, the Foster Building continues to go at a slow pace, but it's getting things done. And also from the economic development standpoint, is there any news about the old Ocean State job lot site? And the listener says it seems to be sitting empty with no action taking place inside. Wasn't there talk about big lots chain moving in there? Yes, we've had uh, a big lots, uh, this is public information, big lots has come and worked on permits. Uh, to build out a store there. 
And uh, I think there was something with the lease and the term of the lease from the prior tenant. And I'm, I'm not sure exactly what was going on there. That's my speculation. But I believe they're about to get going very soon. Uh, they, they resolved that issue. Uh, but they have been poking around for about a year now on that spot. Uh, but I think it, it's still going along. That, that project has not died, and it looks like it should continue. And that's likely what it's going to be as one of, the, or one of those big lot stores. And speaking of still going on, we've done this for two and a half years. The uh, COVID numbers are still up, especially the town of Wyndham. And it seems like the more places I go now, the fewer masks I'm seeing. People think this is over. Jim, is it? Uh, you know, uh, here we're coming into, uh, coming real soon here, uh, the uh, fall, winter season, flu season. Uh, a lot of folks are getting COVID. Uh, you know, uh, fortunately, I haven't gotten it yet, but... Uh, it seems like everybody around me has either gotten it or gotten it recently. Um, again, with milder symptoms, especially for those that are vaccinated up or, or boosted up. So, again, it's nothing to be trifled with, and, and it's still out there. Uh, the numbers that are recorded are still on that red, like right in the red zone. They, don't, they say they don't measure any things by that anymore, but I still have it in my head. So we're still in that red area. Um, for those that are recorded, but there's a whole bunch of folks that are using home tests now, they don't even get get recorded so the spread is as bad as it's ever been but i think i don't know if it's the variation that we're dealing with right now or the uh, uh again people are so vaccinated in this area that they're just not going to get as ill as they used to uh, but we should be very careful going into the winter here uh, we need to keep people the messaging to get vaccinated get boosted uh, and protect yourself because it's not going away. It is just not going away. Are you still doing the wastewater, the sewage analysis? Because that was always a good predictor of trends to come, not so much what's happening now. And maybe that could tell you about what you expect in the next couple of weeks. Well, it gave us, uh, I'd say, a three-day earlier notice than, the, you know, we had these big testing sites, right, if you recall. And, and it gave us about three days notice because, you know, by the time you get symptoms and you get down there and get yourself tested, uh, you've had it a few days. So the, the the sampling from the wastewater was giving us a few-day look. We had to pay for that. It was fairly expensive. I can't remember what it was. And it, it just doesn't seem to benefit us at this point. But, again, if we got into a, a, a an outbreak, maybe we, we got people that are really getting sick uh, in, in large numbers or seriously sick, I mean, it's another tool just to kind of see the ups and downs. But right now, like you just mentioned, it's just up. So – you know, getting a sample to tell us every day, hey, we're up. Yeah, we know we're up, and uh, we don't have to see anything coming. It's already here. Uh, but, again, it's, it was an interesting tool. It's a science project, if you will. But it was a tool early on to tell us, hey, oh, it looks like we're starting to surge again. You know, put on the brakes or, you know, have some more isolation uh, techniques or whatever you're going to do. Because right now, like you said, nobody's really masking up. You see some people masking up. There's really no uh, – you know, we're not prohibiting people from doing anything. A lot of events are outdoors, too, uh, which is also concerning because if everything's outdoors and we're still spreading this, this thing is highly contagious, obviously. And really quickly regarding monkeypox, it is in Connecticut, but not in Wyndham? Um, I, you know, I, I can't say that it's not in Wyndham. I'm not getting any uh, alarm bells from the health department at this point about Wyndham. Uh, I get an occasional report, like I think most people see the same information, about how many cases in Connecticut. Uh, I don't think there's been very many uh, fatalities from this, even across the country. Uh, but Connecticut has some cases. I don't know that we have any in Wyndham yet. If we have any, that would be very few. 
And a listener says, I saw the old Kramer doors by the gymnasium were boarded up last week. Is there any progress with Eastern buying the building? Are there plans to demolish it and rebuild or refurbish it? So, uh, again, we this is going on much longer than any of us hoped it would. But Eastern, uh, I guess, from my understanding, is still very interested in the building. The state, uh, other agencies have to complete that transaction. We're working on it. Um, there's been some turbulence at the Department of Administrative Services, which manages property uh, leasing and purchasing. Uh, so we're, we're, you know, we're getting different messages, but we have not given up on the idea of the state purchasing the property until the president of the college or the governor's office tells me, hey, we, we're not going to purchase it. It's not a done deal. But, you know, we're different, dealing with different agencies. They have different goals, objectives and requirements and uh, this is just dragging on longer than we ever wanted. I know the mayor is working hard to get this done, and, and so are our, our representatives, state representatives. Um, but, uh, again, it's not done and over with. We did board up the windows because we're concerned about vandalism. Uh, people, some, some young people got in there, I understand, uh, about a week ago and did some damage. So we, we just boarded it up to make sure they didn't get in there again. Um, but, uh, again, we're hopeful that the state will eventually acquire the building. And if they don't, then we'll put it up for sale when we do have other people uh, interested. I think, you know, it will likely be a housing development of some kind, but we will uh, we'll put it out there when the time comes. Right now, I don't think we're ready to sell it to anyone else because we haven't given up on the state. Jim, more good stuff. We covered lots of ground today. That's Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers with his Town Talk monthly segment brought to you Prime Materials Recovery. Thanks for joining me today, Jim. All right. Thanks for having me, Wayne. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.